Here's what's coming up on your horizon. Well, education is not just about receiving a diploma. It's about acquiring skills that can last a lifetime. On this episode of Career Tech Horizon, we meet some Oklahomans whose educational journey may have been a bit circuitous, but their destination is still right on track. I was asked a question if I wanted to keep working manual labor for the rest of my life, and it wasn't something I wanted to do, and there was a choice to be made. I chose to start getting my GED. Blaine Singletary introduces us to some true champions. Getting that GED is accomplishment enough, but it's also rewarding to be part of the team that helped them get there. I never get up in the morning and think, I don't want to go to work. That never happens to me. <laughs> and it's always, it's always a new challenge, but there's, with every day that there's a challenge, there's something gratifying that happens. And we learn about a program that turns tax takers into tax makers. Education is probably the main way that you can reduce recidivism. Stay with us for Career Tech Horizon. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob McClendon. And I'm Blaine Singletary. And our focus today is on adult basic education. You may know it by one of the diplomas it offers, the GED. There's also the high set. But no matter the credential, adults that return to the classroom to earn a high school equivalency diploma can change their lives. Consider this. High school graduates are less likely to be unemployed, live in poverty, or even have poor health. And when you think about it, those are all related. According to a report by the Administration for Healthcare Research and Quality, adults with low levels of education experience extra stress, partly due to problems with finances and just getting a job. And that stress can make you sick, which is why one Ponca City woman decided enough was enough. For Amanda Perez Vargas, life changed with a simple question. I uh, was in my DHS office here uh, applying for food stamps, and my caseworker said, don't you want a better life? And Amanda, who had been working various menial jobs since dropping out of high school in ninth grade, decided she did want a better life. And she said, I can help you with that. Get your education. I can help you. And all she did was she accompanied me out here to meet with Miss Wendy. Out here is Pioneer Technology Center in Ponca City. And Miss Wendy is Wendy Terrazas, who heads up the Tech Center's adult basic education program. Most of our students that come to us have had some adverse experience in regular education. So when they come back to us as an adult student, as part of the adult education system, it is extremely important to make them feel comfortable and encouraged and that they can that they can do it, even if it's their second or third time around. And I started this GED program um, the day my oldest daughter went to her first day of school. It was my first day of school. 
And while she can laugh about it now, Amanda says she was plenty nervous on her first day back in class. The anxiety of being in a classroom full of people that are just out of high school really scared me. But when I started coming to school, it wasn't like that at all. I actually had classmates that were my same age and older. So it was really refreshing to be around people that were struggling the same way I was. I wasn't as dumb as I thought I was because it was always a mind where you're out of school, you don't know. But when you start coming to school, you have affirmation from the instructor, the coordinator. Yes, you can do this. This is attainable. We, you know, we tell them we can, we guide you through this, but you're the one who does it. And it's so exciting when they really realize it's them that's, that's making it happen. And with that encouragement, Amanda began to flourish. And she saw my scores and said, you can test by the end of the month. And I said, no, I can't. I haven't been in school for 20 years. And she said, yes, you can. Your test scores show that you can, you can do this. And um, she just started working with me and we blew through it. I started class August 9th and I tested on August 29th and got my diploma. It made me feel wonderful. I started going back to school. It was, it wasn't, uh, I got my high school diploma and I'm done, I can go back to work. It was, I can do this, I can get my associate's degree. I can be that professional uh, business person that I've always wanted to be and thought I couldn't. Amanda now works in the school's finance office, a job with good pay and great benefits. A success story that Pioneer Tech CEO Tracy Thorpe says makes the school uniquely suited to teach adult basic education. We bring them in, help them finish a high school credential, and then we're uniquely situated to help them figure out what's next, what programs, what uh, post-secondary opportunities do they want to look forward to to secure their futures. We do, we do impact lives. We have people come back all the time to let us know, hey, I just got a promotion and I would never have done it if I would have never been in this job if it wasn't for you guys, which that, that's a good feeling to us, but we always, we always try to tell them, no, it was you, we just helped you get there. Help that Amanda says has made all the difference. To have the circle of people around you just emanating love you know just we love you you can do this this is something that you can just positivity around you is contagious and so it gets in you and when it gets in you all you can do is smile and there isn't a care in the world that you can't conquer because people around you affect you without us knowing it Amanda's a mom, a mother of three, and she says her children were a big motivator to get that diploma. And apparently that's not uncommon. I spoke with Charlie Weeks with Oklahoma's Adult Basic Education Program, and he says many returning students cite family reasons for going back and getting that degree. A lot of our students are single parents, uh, men and women who dropped out and, and they feel like they want to be a better example for their kids that are going through school. Um, so we hear that time and again of they they want to they want to be that example and, and be an inspiration to their own kids who are in elementary school, middle school, high school, uh, but also to have those skills to be able to help their kids with their homework. 
and it's an accomplishment that makes financial sense. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, those earning a high school diploma will, over the course of a lifetime, make 30% more than those that don't have a degree. Still to come, the link between the lack of education and prison. But first, a breakfast of true champions. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by Career Tech. Keep striving. Ever since I was little, I just loved hair and makeup and everything about it. I was experimenting even when I was five years old and getting into my mom's makeup and doing things. And I just knew that this was what I was meant to do because I was so good at it and it was really my calling. Everything is hands-on. We have activities. We do things on each other. We do facials. We do haircuts and styling. And that's what's great about this class. I can really learn from just being hands-on. And it's really helped excel myself in this career rather than if I feel like I went somewhere else. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Well, they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, and cereal can be a part of a balanced one. Now, cereal boxes themselves can also be a Hall of Fame of sorts for famous athletes who have taken their place at the top of their game or overcome challenges in some way. So it's only appropriate that this next group of women who overcame their own dire situations gets the same kind of recognition. Blaine Singletary brings us their story from Ardmore, Oklahoma. When Leslie Groven walked through the doors of Ardmore Family Literacy, it wasn't the first time she had tried to get her GED. I still wasn't ready. I wasn't um, wanting it. So I took the test and I didn't pass it. As a mother of four, getting that diploma was always something on her mind. My kids always knew. They knew my struggle of trying to find a job. My daughter kind of breezed through. She's in college now. Um, but my oldest, I struggled a little bit with trying to get him to go to school. And it is hard to tell my kids to go to school and... You have to graduate when I hadn't done the same. And something else that weighed on her mind was the situation that led to her dropping out in the first place. I had an abusive boyfriend when I was in high school. A lot of times I didn't want to go to school because of the way that I looked. And I knew that people would know. And I didn't want people to know. And so me missing kept me from doing my work or taking tests or anything. And then which led to me not having enough credits to graduate. Do you think that was part of what uh, kept you from trying to get your GED for as long as it was? Well, maybe. I mean, I guess I would say 20 years it took me to build back up confidence in myself, and I still didn't have a lot. Um, it was hard. I I did it, but I it was hard to get me in the doors because I was scared of failure because I'd failed it before. Emotionally, I wasn't ready. Adisha Chapman, GED instructor at AFL, says that getting past those emotional, sometimes societal barriers is the first step to success. But once they're in the door, it takes more. I mean, a lot of students walk in the door for the first time very uh, unsure, not knowing what this is going to take, how much uh, 
what's going to happen? How much effort am I going to have to put in? What even comes after this? They just, a lot of them know they need it, but they, I don't know that they all realize how much it's, it opens up for them, how many opportunities it opens up for them. To get those minds going and to get them to see the benefits of seeing this through, it takes the right team of people. Small steps in your local community can can just reap tons of benefits. You know, there are lots of rewards right here within your community. Wherever you live, whatever you're doing, um, you can you can help out in some way, you can make a difference in some way, because that's the way I feel about it. When it comes to Leslie Groven, and who helped her over those barriers that had kept her back for 20 years, one name comes to mind again and again. Leslie Coots had to pull me in here. I think I'd messaged the Ardmore Family Literacy on Facebook, and then I called her. I was real nervous then, kind of hesitant, and she kind of even pushed me on the phone, you know, just come in, and I almost, I guess, kind of felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the oldest person in the class, which I was. There was kids in here that I could have been my children. They were my kids' age. Um, so that kind of put me back a little bit, but she encouraged me every day and the teachers here were great. I never felt like when I was in school that the teachers would work with me and help me and everybody was so supportive and, and wanted to see you succeed. Leslie Coots is the executive director of Ardmore Family Literacy. And while today she's in a paid position, it was her love of volunteering that made her want to get involved. At the time I was actually in commercial insurance um, and I had been in that role for some time and was successful at it, loved it, loved the place that I worked and the people I worked with, but I spent a lot of my spare time volunteering. Then, you know, honestly, I did have that moment where um, I'll never forget the day that I had a, an insurance client that was very demanding and was dealing with an issue that um, was pretty common with a, a child coming of age, 16-year-old driver going on the policy, you know, that kind of thing. And they were um, blowing up my phone yelling at me about their premium, their new premium. And at the same time, I had one of our students here who was um, in the middle of a domestic violence episode. And I was trying to help that student get to um, the resources that they needed with a local shelter. And I was juggling both of these phone calls. And by the end of the night, got the, the student placed in the proper shelter with her family. And I just really kind of sat down and took a deep breath and thought, this no longer is important to me, you know, this other job, this is where I really want to spend my time. So I talked to my husband the next day about it and he said, I could see that coming. <laughs> and so I made the decision to do this full time. As much as I love making money in commercial insurance, my heart is, is over here. It doesn't take long to realize that Leslie Coots loves her job. She's almost the embodiment of that saying, if you love your job, you won't have to work a day in your life. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. I can't imagine. Like, I never get up in the morning and think, I don't want to go to work. That never happens to me. <laughs> and it's always it's always a new challenge, but there's with every day that there's a challenge, there's something gratifying that happens. When you see someone who, you know that they didn't believe in themselves when they walked in the door, and you're here to witness that first moment of, of that little ounce of belief that, they, that starts to flicker, when you see that happen, it just, it makes your day. To get to be a part of that is just, it, it makes it all worthwhile every day. 
And when the staff is into it, so are the students. I mean, I feel like it would be like the first day of school, you nervous, but I wasn't nervous at all. They made me feel comfortable. Kayla Gonzalez is another recent graduate of the program. She's a mother of two, with another on the way, and getting her high school equivalency was part of what can only be described as a grand master plan of getting a more stable life. And just because she's graduated doesn't mean the help will stop. Still to this day, she helps me with anything I ask her. Just anything I need, like advice-wise, I would I'd message her about really anything. She just, to me, always has the right answer. <laughs> Along the way, I mean, I'm building a house. I mean, there's situations where I would run into something that's financially just stressful. I would ask her about, you know, the situation, and she would help me. I want to back up a bit. You said you're building a house mm-hmm. right now? Like, ground up? building from the dirt to the roof yes started that um actually about two years ago right when i started this and that's kind of what was in the way too of you know building house working take care of you know the kids all takes money yes it does (laughs) you have to be at work you know overtime it was stressful i mean it still is but sure it's gonna be worth it in the end for sure. Um, can I? Something When she started this program, she wanted that home for her family. And That's Leslie Coots again. She does this quite often for the best reasons. She's really her students' number one cheerleader, and she keeps telling them to never sell themselves short. To know what specifically each of these women, um, along with other students that we have, go through, to even get the courage to walk through the door. Um, to show up every day when they have families tugging at them, um, money issues, sick kids, all that stuff. To know that they still make a commitment to do so is, is remarkable, and I, and I love it that they continue to do it. And that's where the cereal boxes come in. Earlier this year, Dollar General partnered up with Kellogg's for Rise Up to Shine to release some special cereal boxes featuring the stories and the smiling faces of people who turn their lives around through learning and literacy. Kayla Gonzalez and Leslie Groven are among those appearing on the boxes, and so is Leslie Coots. Well, originally I was not intended to be on the boxes. I love it that awareness is being brought to this population. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I, when I learn that someone is being disregarded or kind of treated as though Um, there's no hope or that they um, made such a mistake early on that they can never recuperate from it and I just don't believe that I don't believe that um, that we should give up on people and these these students who are on these cereal boxes and many of the other students that come in our program they prove that wrong every day and for that you needn't look any further than their accomplishments Leslie Groven with renewed confidence and a new outlook on life is paying it forward While she was originally inspired to get into nursing, she's finding new ways around her community to help others with the Grace Center of Southern Oklahoma. We help to prevent homelessness. Um, We help a lot of the homeless as well. We have a day center where people can go and shower and do stuff like that. We help with bill assistance to keep people from getting their utilities turned off or being evicted from their home. If I'm 
correct in thinking, perhaps one of the things y'all might do is uh, help people into this program. Perhaps. Right, I do. I definitely do. Um, anytime anybody comes in, one of the questions sometimes that we ask on certain things is what their highest level of education is. And if they have not graduated, I try to lead them to this direction. I mean, I think that even with um, a lot of my clients, even if they don't come in for bill assistance and um, they just come in to talk to me, they kind of tell me their stories and just, you know, they just need somebody to listen sometimes, and I listen. And things began to come full circle in another way when Groven was elected to AFL's board of directors. Or in other words, according to Leslie Coots, Well, and now she's kind of my boss. <laughs> <laughs> So it's um it's just really fun. I wouldn't have it any other way. It is kind of lumpy out here. Kind of hilly, yeah. After our time at Ardmore Family Literacy, we went out with Kayla to her soon-to-be new home, going up just south of town. It's almost ready to move in with just a few touches and a good bit of landscaping to go. She hopes they'll be moving in just before her baby is due. Uh, Definitely think ahead, maybe a little much, but I just want what's best for my family. And growing up, I mean, we, we've moved from house to house, you know, parents paying rent and just never stable. And I just didn't want that for my kids. I just wanted to better my life and my career for my kids. And that's definitely why I went back to get my GED. And Rob, we're excited to announce the Ardmore Family Literacy just won one of the first ever Pearl Literacy Awards from the Barbara Bush Foundation. This happened just last week. Wow, that's really great. Congratulations to them. And the thing that really makes this award special for them is that it was the Barbara Bush Foundation who, after surveying several cities around the country, recommended that such a program get started in Ardmore. And that was only seven years ago. Isn't it amazing how far they've come? Hey, they really do have something to be proud of. And, you know, I think the Ardmore Family Literacy Group demonstrates just how diverse Oklahoma's ABE program is. Now, CareerTech heads up adult basic education in the state, but they work with 32 different providers here in Oklahoma. Once again, this is Charlie Weeks and Lance Alley who lead adult basic education for CareerTech. Then we currently have 16 programs located within the K-12 system. We have eight programs that are located within the tech center programs. We have three that are located in a nonprofit organization, two that are located within community uh, colleges, two that are located within the uh, Regents for Higher Education system, and then we have one which is Department of Corrections, but that Department of Corrections has 24 sites. So we have one Department of Correction grant, but there are 24 sites located within that. So obviously our providers are numerous and diverse and uh, reach lots of different audiences, and what's What's so neat about those about those local providers is, you know, their services take on the identity of that local organization and, and the connections that they have with the community. They're able to partner even more so locally with churches, community organizations, um, other educational institutions in those various communities around the state. So while we have around 32 providers, those providers then partner with even more 
local programs, organizations in those communities all over the state. So it really is a community program, and you know that's what we uh, encourage our programs to do is partner with workforce initiatives. Again, it could be churches, nonprofits, other public schools, tech centers in their area to, to spread those services out so everyone in the community knows about them, and then all of, obviously all the strengths and benefits of all those other organizations are able to be shared across all the different services and classes. When we return, the correlation between a lack of high school education and incarceration. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by Career Tech. Keep striving. Career Tech gives you a bigger step into um, like your education. It preps you for college a lot more than just coming from high school because they give you like hands-on work and everything in our labs and they give us on the computer. Career Tech has given me a head start by giving me hands-on work, just knowledge overall and everything. It's really built me into a different person than three years ago whenever I first started because I didn't know much about IT whenever I first started and now I know a lot more. The world's all going online. The internet is just expanding and I think that it's the best time to get an IT job and even farther down there's always going to be a job opening for IT. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Now here's a number that'll get your attention. Four out of five men in state and federal prison don't have a high school diploma. And there's also a correlation, not just with incarceration, but also recidivism, getting out of prison, then heading right back in. Earlier, I visited with Oklahoma's Department of Corrections Correctional School Superintendent, Gina Ely. Education is probably the main way that you can reduce recidivism. If you look at all the different departments within um, corrections, security is basically just security. They're just housing. When they feed them, they're just looking at the nutritional value. Um, faith and character, they're, ta they're taking care of their spiritual situation. But when you're talking about education, you're giving them the tools to go back out into society and be successful. That is what impacts a person's life, a person's family, their income, their value to society, all of that. And that is what keeps them out of prison. Well, close to a thousand diplomas granted last year by the DOC. Proud of that? Oh, very proud. The work that my teachers do in the classroom is enormous. They are working to get, they counsel their students, they are working um, over and above to make sure that their students have everything that they need. When they get to that point where the students can take their HSEs, they are there to celebrate with them. It is an enormous emotional thing whenever those students get their results back and they found out that they passed. Some of them have been told over a lifetime that they'd never be able to be successful like that. And they get that diploma and they, they tear up and they say, can I give you a hug? You know, just things like that. And then we have the graduations and those are even more emotional. You know, you just see it in their, their faces and their families get to come and they get to celebrate that with them. It's just a wonderful thing. So is it possible that for many of these student inmates, this is their first taste of success? Absolutely it is. 
there are those that have patterns over and over and over. They've never finished anything. You know, they'll, they'll start a job, but, you know, they find something they don't like and they quit. They start a project, but they never quite finish it. They've started school over and over and over again, but they never quite finish. And then when they finally get that diploma, if they found somebody that really believes in them and helps them and sometimes, you know, against their will, you know, they pull them back in and pull them back in and they get them there. They finally finished. It is invaluable. It turns their life around. It makes them see themselves in a different light. And they will tell you, it is going to lead me to something else because now I know I can finish. Now I know I can do this. So if you had a magic wand in terms of helping people the way you do, what would you like to have happen? If I had a magic wand, I would put together a career tech partnership. Um, and there are some in some other states that I've seen, and one of those is called a vocational village, where offenders that are within, you know, a year or so from getting out. They go into a VOTEC program in conjunction with their education programs and they learn their skill and they have a whole curriculum, their whole day is just outlined by this activity and this activity and they form a habit of, you know, this is what you do during the day so that when they get out instead of having downtime and wondering what they're going to do and whatever, they have already formed a habit or a way of doing things in which they get up in the morning and they do certain things and they know they have to work and then they get off work and they cook dinner and they go to bed and they have a whole regiment of things that they know that they have to do and they don't have to recreate that when they get that out there, they already do it. And Blaine, the national average for educating a student in school is right at $12,000 a year, while the cost of housing an inmate, well, it's over $28,000 annually. And to put this into even more perspective, consider the big recent news of over 400 state inmates getting released after their sentences were commutated. That's the biggest commutation in American history. But release is one thing, and re-entry into society is another matter entirely. While serving a three-year prison sentence, Kenneth Ludolf decided to turn his life around, starting with advancing his education. My name is Kenneth Ludolf, and I'm a student at Oklahoma City Community College. I'm studying to get an associate's degree in applied science for automotive technology. Five years ago, I did not see myself being in college. I did not even see myself having a high school equivalency diploma. At the beginning of 2016, I just got into a little bit of trouble and the path that I chose led me to go on to prison for a three-year sentence. While I was incarcerated, I just decided to do something with my life and take charge. I was at a core civic facility called Oklahoma City Transitional Center, and it's a halfway house in Oklahoma City. When I got there, I was trying to get my GED. 
GED was something I wanted to make sure we had available. I contacted Oklahoma City Community College to see if they knew of any resources. Well, it just so happened Ms. Susan says that, you know, we actually teach that program. OCCC helps adult learners reach their goals, first of all, by just providing the high school equivalency classes. Kenneth came and enrolled in that class. He had very high scores. Then he got a job working in the evenings, so he wasn't going to be able to go to the class anymore. When I found out about that, I just wanted to go discuss the possibilities of tutoring him in the daytime. I didn't want him to fall through the cracks. I definitely had good support from Oklahoma City Transitional Center with them allowing me to leave the facility to go to the college. That became successful, but then a couple of guys came back and said, what about college? When he stepped on campus, opened up a whole new door, and he just jumped in and took off. So by the time he left here, I think he'd already finished his GED, and he was just successful at it. Next thing you know, we're getting a call saying that he's completed just a year of college. He has a tremendous determination and zeal for everything that he does. And he never gives up. He is just an overcomer of all the obstacles that come his way. The certifications will definitely help me get jobs with a mechanic shop or any dealership. It also just goes good knowing that I've accomplished some things. So the COA 2019 Outstanding Adult Learner of the Year Award is a very special and significant award representing 1.5 million students and it is an extremely high honor for Kenneth to win this award and I feel like that Kenneth is very deserving because he has had to overcome a lot of challenges. When I found out that I got the Adult Learner of the Year Award, I was overcome with joy and happiness and knowing that all my hard work and dedication is starting to pay off. And with the help of others, I've been able to get to where I'm at today. I never thought I would have done it, but with the help of Susan and some of my teachers, I've been able to stay on top and continue doing great. I want to see every guy walk out the front door, which is our discharge door, with a check in their hand and a smile on their face. We're a community facility. That's what we're here for. A community, that's what we're all about. What we would like to do is send every inmate out of here with something to make them feel responsible. You can let them out tomorrow, but if you didn't change anything on the inside or their surroundings, you, you know you're going to get them back. But when you can walk out that door, like I said, with those certifications, those licenses and things, then they've succeeded. We've done what we can for them. Kenneth has a wonderfully bright future. When he found himself in prison, it really was an opportunity for something else that he had wanted to do in the past. In about another year, he'll be certified and will be fulfilling a lifelong dream. There was a point in my life where I felt like I couldn't do anything and I couldn't accomplish things. I was not a high school graduate. I dropped out in 10th grade, and it just takes a little bit of motivation that one step forward to find out, hey, I can go to college, I can go get my GED. There are people either 
to help support you to make you accomplish your dream. Our special thanks to Core Civic for producing that story. You could see a video produced by them on our website, cthorizon.org. Before we end today's show, we want to hear from you. What's your It Takes a Community story? What is something you accomplished, and who are the people you couldn't have accomplished it without? You can let us know by posting and following us on Twitter at CT underscore Horizon, or find us on Facebook. Just search for CT Horizon. And thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you like our new show, consider leaving a rating or review on the app or website you're listening to us on. Also, share this episode with a friend, or several friends, and we'll catch all of you in the next episode. Speaking of... Local Ole has a rich history of female aviators. When I needed to go get an engineering degree to get on with NASA, I went to uh, somewhere back east, and I said, I came to get an engineering degree, and he tapped me on the shoulder and said, go to home ec, you're a girl. Next time on Career Tech Horizon, on the wings of a dream, we look at the past, present, and future of women in aviation. Career Tech Horizon is a production of the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education and is produced by me, Blaine Singletary, and me, Rob McClendon, with additional help from Connie Romans. We'll see you next time on your horizon.